This is Pastor Eric Love. I want to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. God told Joshua that if he meditated on the word and obeyed it, that he would make his way prosperous and that he would have good success. My prayer is that as you meditate on this word that you're about to hear and apply it to your life, that you too will find good success. Blessings on you and enjoy this word from the Lord. Uh, thank y'all for being here. Listen, um, um, I've got some minutes, so let's go. <laughs> let's get in this thing. So, um, uh, y'all, we, we have been talking about grow. Everybody say the word grow. Okay, that, that's, that's, that's our focus. That's our vision moving forward in this year is for us to grow, to grow to the next level. We're going to grow spiritually. Um, we're going to grow relationally and we're going to grow numerically. So I've been focused a lot this past couple of Sundays and Wednesdays on our relational growth. I, I took about a month or so and we talked about spiritual growth, reading your Bible, getting back in your word, prayer time, fasting. So we kind of talked about many of those things. So now God has transitioned us to it. Now we're talking about relation, uh, growing in our relationship. And so we start did some teaching. Uh, Minister Chalk led us off on our on our single Sunday, and so he did a great job, kind of getting the ball rolling, talking to singles, and talking to those who are who are you know uh, saved and single. And so we want you guys to to be successful. So I introduced a book by Dr. R. A. Vernon, The Ten Rules of Dating. Very good book. If you haven't found that, um, go to wordcity.org. Wordcity.org. That is the name of his church, and I think you can order those books from his own. On website, Dr. Ari Vernon, um, one of the best books I've ever read for singles um, on how to um, how to navigate the treacherous waters of dating as a single. So I gave you the ten rules. So we're gonna we're gonna move quickly. So if you did not get these, you have to go back and listen to the podcast so you can hear them in entirety. Rule number one is there must be physical attraction. I told you guys that. So um, make sure that you're attracted to that individual. Rule number two, they must love Jesus. Make sure that you're not unequally yoked with someone who's a non-believer. That's important um, because that just kind of it confuses things later on. Um, once you get past once you get past that in love phase and they don't love Jesus because being together for a lifetime is supernatural. That's not something people do naturally. You need Jesus. They marry forever. <laughs> Amen. Glory to God. Rule number three, there must be compatibility and connectivity. You got to make sure that you're compatible with that individual. You got to, you, you guys have to have some things in common. You got to have something more than sex holding y'all together. Say amen to that. Amen. Good job. Uh, number four, discuss each other's past. Y'all need to know where you came from, your family of origin. I need to know about your dad, your mom. Let's talk about it. Have those conversations. Have those open, frank, very frank, very honest conversations, especially when you feel like the relationship is getting serious. Now, don't tell everybody your business right away. Amen. Uh, because everybody can't handle every, some of the things that you've gone through. Hallelujah. Amen. Some of you went through some stuff. Amen. Talk about talk about records. You know how many times you've been arrested. Uh, we need to talk about that. Uh, come on, y'all better y'all better y'all better talk to me because I, I don't listen. You telling me that they turning you down just because you don't have enough education? Not they turning you down because you got a record. <laughs> Glory to God. So discuss each other's past. We need to figure that out. Now, rule number five: discuss children. We talked about that. Discuss children. How many do you want? How many do you have? How many kids been blamed on you? We need to figure out. We got to let's figure out all this stuff. Uh, talk about children. Amen. Let's let's talk about it. Um, rule number six: talk about money. Talk about money. Where we at? Let's talk about finance, especially when again you see the relationship getting serious. Now, all of this is before you have sex. All of this is before you do anything like that. You got to get all this stuff figured out. Uh, before you lay down, before you touch that individual, even especially before you walk down that aisle to say I do, you got to get that script. You got to get that squared away. Talk about money. 
Um, rule number seven is pace yourself and slow down. Don't rush. Don't be in a hurry. Um, don't be don't be fast. You know, I used to wonder why my grandmama called uh, people fast. You're just being fast. I, I didn't know what, what that meant, but now, now I kind of do. You're moving too fast. You're going too fast. Amen. Slow down. First uh, Corinthians 13, 4 says love is patient. So slow down. Rule number eight, engage or disengage. Uh, are we, are we an item? Are we moving forward? In, in other words, in other words, uh, dating is, is not to be extended for five or six years or 14 years. Some people, uh, date for five and six and 14 years. People date for a long time. Amen. I knew a couple just because they had the same last name. They felt like they didn't have to get married. We already got the same last name. Uh, y'all better check y'all lineage. Um, so in, engage or disengage. disengage. Uh, that's, that's important. Y'all better figure some stuff out. So, so no, 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 really. So uh, what are we dating for? Because you, you are dating to, to discover a potential spouse. That's why we're dating. Well, I'm, I'm, we're dating because I'm, I'm looking for someone um, that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. That's what this is all about. We're not dating for fun. Glory to God. God didn't, des- God didn't design um, a person that you fall in love with for the cure of loneliness. Loneliness is cured by family and friends. Many times people get lonely. The first thing they want to do is go look for a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Well, that God didn't design boyfriend and girlfriend to cure loneliness. He designed your friends and your family. And if you don't have enough friends, maybe it's because you haven't really shown yourself friendly. Maybe you were hurt by somebody and you've been, you've been afraid to open yourself up and allow somebody else to get close to you. Amen. Somebody in this house. Amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So, so rule number eight is engage or disengage. I don't have time to deal with that. Go back, listen to the podcast. That's on the podcast. Rule number nine, before you get married, go get you some counseling because all of y'all have some covered up crazy. Oh, you don't believe me? Marry him. Go ahead and marry him. Give him by the year. Amen. We all got some, we all have some covered up crazy, some covered up crazy. And hopefully you have a good, a good counselor, somebody that can help, help expose some of that crazy so you can, you can actually, you can actually see some things. And, and, and really you, you, you need a non-biased person to kind of help you guys see some things. Because once you start to get serious, there's going to be some things that, that you guys just don't see eye to eye on. And it's good to have some counsel, uh, to counsel in your life. Proverbs 15, 22 says, refuse good advice and watch your plans fail. Take good counsel and watch them succeed. So the Bible has many, many scriptures that talks about uh, getting good counsel. So rule number rule number nine, go to counsel. Everybody on the counsel, everybody say go to counseling. One, two, three. And right, that's exactly right. Now you men, I know you, I know you know everything. And I know you don't want anybody telling you anything. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. But don't wait until your marriage tore up. And then trying to go fix it. Hallelujah. It's called preventive maintenance. Counseling is preventive maintenance. Some of you need to go to counseling when nothing's wrong. Let's just go, let's just go do a checkup. Hallelujah. Amen. Y'all come on, talk back to me. Sometimes you need to go get a checkup. Let's go, let's go check up on some things. Hallelujah. Because I may be doing some things wrong that you're not saying because you feel like I might go off. So we get a third person in the room. Maybe you'll feel a bit more safe to say it. Because now you have a witness if I go off. <laughs> Rule number nine, go to counseling. Get some counseling. Even when nothing's wrong, go to counseling. Go to counseling. Sit down talk to somebody. Um, and sit down and talk that out. Now, here we are. Woo! We made it. We made it. Rule number ten is where we left off last week. I wanted y'all to think about this all week long. We dropped it off right here. 
I didn't deal with it. I didn't talk about it. I wanted to drop it off and walk off the stage. I've had so many people tell me, they said, Pastor, I don't know how in the world singles can accomplish number 10. That's no way in the world singles can be together and not do number 10. Everybody does number 10. Pastor, what do you mean? Pastor, just tell me. <laughs> what do you mean by number 10? On the count of three, I want everybody who was here last week, everybody who was ill hustling on Facebook Live, on the count of three, I want us to tell everybody what number 10 is. Are y'all ready? Ask your neighbor, are they ready? Are you ready? On the count of three, here's number 10. One, two, three. Okay, y'all give the Lord some praise. Come on, just break. Get the Lord some praise. Don't touch. Rule number 10, no touching. Don't touch. That's rule number 10. Rule number 10 for singles. If you're single, rule number 10 is, what is it? Don't touch. Rule number 10 is don't touch. That's rule number 10. Rule number 10. Now watch this. Just in case you think I'm crazy, grab your Bibles. Woo, Lord. Woo, it's like Prego, baby. It's in there. <laughs> grab your Bibles. Go to 1 Corinthians. Will you follow me? Will you swipe over to 1 Corinthians chapter 7? Swipe over to 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Some of you got to swipe up and find it. 1 Corinthians chapter number 7. Look at verse number 1. Now, some of y'all got fancy Bibles. Y'all Bible might be a little different. But look at verse number 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse number 1. Now, I want you to read it. Just, just, in, case, just in case my Bible reads a little wrong. On the count of three. And don't be ashamed. Don't be bashful. We need to hear on the count of three. I want everybody to read verse number one and two out of your Bible, out of your translation. Are you ready? Do you have it? On the count of three. One, two, three, go. What? <laughs> it's good for me not to do what? See, y'all thought I was playing. Y'all said, that, Pastor, that can't be in there. Oh, it's in there, baby. It's in there. It's not good. Paul said, it's not good for a man to touch a woman. Paul, you're killing us. <laughs> Paul, what do you mean? Paul, listen. I have to blame it on my hands. You, Paul, you, Paul, what are you, Paul, you want me to touch, Paul, Paul, we, we can't hold hands. Come on, Paul. Paul kept, listen, Paul, can I at least put my arm around her shoulder? Look how quiet it's getting. People, everybody, they thinking about it. Hold up, Pastor. I just did that this morning. What, what, what's up? What in the world, what in the world is Paul talking about? When he's saying, don't touch. Well, listen, let's look at 
the word touch. Let's everybody say the word touch. Woo, glory to God. When Paul said it's not good for a man to touch a woman, we got to go back and we got to get our shovels and we've got to dig into this word touch to find out exactly what in the world this man talking about. And I think it's going to make sense in just a minute. It's going to make sense in just a minute. Now, let's look at let's look at this word. Let's look at this word. Let's look at this word. Um, in the Greek, this word is aptomeo. Aptomeo means, watch this. It, it has a couple different definitions. The first definition means to fasten oneself or to adhere to, to cling to. That's the first definition. The second definition is carnal intercourse or cohabitation. Uh-oh. 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 Y'all sound like MC Hammer. So Paul is saying it's not good to have sex outside of marriage. But it didn't stop there. That one word, that one word touch. Paul said it's not even good for a man to move in with a woman. Big mama them called it shacking. The Bible uses two words. The Bible calls it chambering or cohabitation. That means that means to try it before you buy it. Bible says that's it's it's not good. It's not good. It's not good to move in with them. Listen, if, if he doesn't have a house, honey, does he have a car with a nice back seat? Somebody said, oh Lord. <laughs> Tyler Parrish up in his car. Why your boyfriend can't sleep in his car? He might become a millionaire. But the Bible says that's not good. Now listen, if you cohabitate it here, I'm not tripping, I'm down. But I am saying you need to fix it. You need to fix it. So it's not good. The carnal intercourse, to fasten oneself to, to adhere to, to cling to. Now wait a minute. But that's not the definition I want to deal with. That's not the one I want to deal with. There's another definition that I want to deal with. Another definition of the same word, of the same word. I want to deal with the, 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 the prefix of apotomeo. I want to deal with the prefix. The prefix of apotomeo is the word hapto. Now watch this. This word, the prefix of this entire word means to fasten fire to a thing, to kindle or to set on fire. Woo. To set on fire. Paul is saying that there is a touch. <laughs> Woo. Aren't the Bible amazing? Paul said there's a touch. Thank you, Jerry. Take your time, Jerry. <laughs> There's a touch that start a fire. I need a couple who's still in love. Married couple, that is. Y'all still in love? Y'all come up here. Come up here. Yeah, come on. No, come on up here. So give me a chair. Bring, bring, bring that chair off that corner. Yeah, bring, bring me a chair. Come on up here. 
Yeah, come on, put them chairs up here. Yeah, sit them right here in the light. In a good light. Yeah, y'all sit down. Now, yeah, sit down. Y'all still in love, right? You still in love? Yes, sir. You don't sound too confident. <laughs> you, still, <laughs> you still in love? You still in love? Yes, sir. Okay, how long y'all been in love? Since I met her. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> I ain't even tell him to say that. How long you been in love? Since I met him. Since he met she know it. That's it, that's how you do it. Don't try to figure it out. If what he said work, just say the same thing. <laughs> that's how you do it. <laughs> now, this is for our singles. Now, they married. Now, they married. But Paul is saying that it's not good to touch someone in a way that starts to light that fire. Woo! Ashley. <laughs> Y'all in the car. Drive, Reggie. Y'all, you on the wrong side, Reggie. Y'all got, y'all in Germany. He said they in Germany. <laughs> they in Germany. He's driving. What you doing with that hand? Oh, Lord. Now, Ashley, y'all driving. Don't you just love it when your man drives? Yes, sir. Oh, she said, yes, I do, Pastor. What you finna do next? <laughs> Ashley, if you wanted to light this fire, woo! <laughs> oh, thank you, Jerry. Thank Jerry. Hold it, boy. <laughs> We're driving backwards. <laughs> We're driving... <laughs> We're driving backwards, boy. <laughs> We're going the wrong way. Oh, good. Keep driving. Just drive backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Keep driving backwards. Ashley! Ashley! If you want to light this fire, how would you touch him? If you want to light this fire. You married now, girl. Come on, Ashley. Ashley, don't be shy. The grown folks and the kids over there. Woo! Ashley! Ashley! What you doing? <laughs> Stop! That's enough! <laughs> he already driving backwards. <laughs> you feel when she grabbed that old knee? I took my eyes off the road. Took his eyes off the road! <laughs> Keep driving, Rich. You ain't looking at the road nowhere. You're driving backwards. <laughs> but this 
can't be touching his knee while he driving backwards. Because touching his knee starts to light the fire. That's what Paul is saying. Paul said, you can't do that. Now watch, watch this, Ashley. Oh, Ashley. Ashley. Y'all almost to the house. He's bagged all the way there. <laughs> Ashley. You're almost to the house. Ashley, you showing up, trying to turn up the heat now. Oh, you want him ready by the time he opened up that door. Keep, look, Reggie, stop driving. Reggie, you ready now? Ready, stop. Ready, put the steering wheel down. Ready, stop driving. <laughs> You want to light the fire, Ashley. Ashley, what would you do now? What would you do now, Ashley? You want him ready. What would you do? Go ahead. She said, Pastor, go ahead. Oh, what you doing, Ashley? Ashley then reached up. Do it again. Show him what you did. Look at Red. Look at him grinning. Look at that face. Y'all see that face? Y'all see? Red's like, girl, you better stop. Girl, you better, you better quit playing. But what I'm. Red's just sweating. I'm sorry, Rich. I'm sorry, Rich. I'm sorry, Rich. Put your arm down, cuz. Yeah, yeah, stop the car. Yeah, again. Yeah, they need something. Help them out. Yeah, help them out. We a church fan. <laughs> but I need you to see what Paul is saying. He's saying it's not good to be touching people like that. It's not good to touch people in ways that is turning them on. And guess what? It's not good for you to let somebody touch you in a way that's turning you on. Listen, when your genitals start tingling, that's too far. Okay, let me back up. I'm dry like Reggie. Back, back up. <laughs> I'm just keeping it real with you. You ought to thank God for a pastor, man, that's going to keep it real with you. Just going to shoot at you straight. All I'm trying to tell you is that's not good. That's what we just read it. That's what the Bible says. It's not good to touch like that. Reggie! 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 
She can grab you on that old knee. She can reach up, grab that old head, rub on that old ear, pinch that old ear low. Y'all at the house. You're on the couch now. Roger! Roger. She said, I can't help you, baby. She said, I can't. <laughs> Roger, if you were going to light the fire, show us. Reggie licking his lips. <laughs> you were going to light the fire. Somebody said, they lied, Pastor. <laughs> They married now. They good. Yeah, they good. Reggie, if you wanted to light the fire, go ahead and show them what you do. Show them what you do, Reggie. Reggie, you can't do what she did. You trying to... <laughs> did she tell you to do that? Go ahead and show them, Reggie. Show them, Reggie. Reggie! So you grab her and you hold her. Show, show how you hold her. You hold her. Somebody said that's a Christian hug. They don't like no. <laughs> Y'all see Ashley? Ashley all like this. Ashley putting her. <laughs> Ashley all scared. Balled up in the middle. Y'all stand up. Oh, Lord, it's right. Y'all got to help us tonight. Now listen. The Bible says it ain't good to touch when you're not married. And what the scripture says is not good. Now, now show them. Show them how they should not hug. How they should not hug if they're not married. Oh, don't hug like that! I didn't get to y'all. Listen, y'all looking like we can't do that, Pastor. No, no, no. Absolutely not. Thank you, Jerry. No. You can't be spooning. You can't be laying down behind them with your private pressed up against their body. Touch your neighbor and say, Pastor, ruining everything. Just touch it. If you marry sitting beside your spouse, you ought to give him a high five and say, thank God we married. Thank the Lord. I'm just telling you. We just read it. We just read it in the Word. And there's a reason that Paul is saying not to do that. 
because because you create a fire in your soulish realm. You create a lust. You create You're feeding the demon of lust. That's on the inside. And the more you do it, the closer you're going to get, the longer you're going to hold, the more you're going to kiss. I would make y'all kiss, but no. Somebody said, no, Pastor. I said, Pastor, it's been hard enough watching them hug each other. Y'all get them a hand. Get them a hand. Leave them chairs right there. They're all right. Oh, go, go ahead and take them down. Go and take them down. I got five minutes. So you know what that means? That means you can't stand behind her. You can't stand behind her with her pressed up against the front of you. That's not good. You know why? Because that, yeah, that creates a fire. That creates a fire in a man. So listen, yeah, yeah, and then, yeah, slow dancing and y'all just rubbing on each other. When you start tingling. They, they waving me off back there. I see that. I'm, listen, I'm trying to help you. I'm, I'm trying to help. I'm trying to help because because here's what happened. Here's what happened. Here's what happened. When when you're single and you're not married, when you have sex, you've just stepped outside the will of God for your life. You stepped outside the will of God. Now you created a weird soul tie between you and this individual. And see, and now sex starts to confuse the relationship. Sex messes up your mind because now every time you guys come together, you're not focused on that person's goals and dreams and aspirations. Now you're trying to figure out, man, when can we do that again? I'm trying to do that again. You're trying to go to the grocery store. Let's get there to do what we did yesterday again. And it starts, it starts to confuse things. Starts to confuse things. Now, here's the question. Here's the question. I've got three minutes. Here's the question. The question is, what's God's will for your life? I, I, know, I know we've laughed and we've kicked it for a few minutes, but the reality is, is, is what, what's the will of God? What's the will of God? It is God's will that you have all these emotional soul ties with a bunch of different people. Is it God's will that you keep making a permanent decision with a person that's only temporary in your life? Is that is that is that really the will of God? Have, haven't you seen how how having sex outside of marriage has really hurt a lot of people in your life? And some of you, it has even hurt your life. It's even hurt some people in your family's life. Haven't you seen that enough? Here's what God is doing. God is raising up a nation, a generation of people that say, you know what? I'm going to do this thing the right way. I'm going to do this thing the right way. I'm going to do it the right way. And for those of you who have been having sex, guess what? I'm not tripping on you, but it's never too late to make the right decision. It's never too late to say, you know what? Yeah, that, come on. I need more claps than that. Come on, man. Encourage people that are making good decisions. And many people are making good decisions. But listen, see, if, if, let me, look at me, look at me. Let me say this. You never have to put out a fire that you never start. If you never start looking at pornography, you'll never have a lust for it. If you never light those fires, if you if you have very clear boundaries in your life and you make those boundaries very clear, then you never have to worry about having to wrestle with all the emotional stuff that goes along with sex outside of marriage. You, have to, you don't have to worry about that. Just don't light that fire. Don't light, don't light that, don't light the fire. Don't don't allow it to get to that point where now you're having to fight to make a decision. You gotta do like Joseph. Joseph, when he was tempted by Potiphar's wife, and she was a beautiful woman. She was a queen. 
She was a beautiful woman. Could have given him anything that, that he wanted. When he was in that room and she was trying to solicit him, trying to get him to lay down and go to bed with her. Bible says that that dude ran. When he ran, she grabbed him. She grabbed him and she was pulling on him. And that was his favorite coat. It really was. That was his favorite coat. She grabbed the coat and guess what? This dude was so adamant about getting out of that room that he left his favorite coat. Left it there. He said, you know what? Me getting out of this room is worth more than me staying trying to go back and get that coat. Thank you. That's what God is saying. Will you bow your heads? Let's pray. Father, thank you, Lord God, for explaining to us what the whole don't touch mean. God, sure, certainly we can hold hands. and.